Cobbacy families and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. Just in case you were wondering, it finally happened. We had a cold day. It wasn't really that cold, but it felt cold. Real cold after all the heat. And I'm talking about for orientation and session one and all of session two. This is one of the coolest days of the summer and boy, did it feel amazing. It started off warm again. And then it's kind of like watching a television flicker. It, it was like, you know, warmish, then coolish, then warmish, then coolish, then cool. And then almost cold. Flannels got broken out. Sweatshirts were one, worn non-ironically. Uh, and for their actual warmth, it was awesome. And then into the evening for the hatchet hunt, which I'll get to in a second. Today was day four, the third full day of... Color War, and here is what happened. 7.30, Reveille. 8 o'clock, SAP, which is the staff contest. And then 8.10, the teams march up to the flagpole. 8.30, we had a silent breakfast. 9 o'clock, Bob, number four, the greatness in sports. And then there is an inspection at 9.30. 9.45 was ground 10. Group one was cross country. Group two was softball. Group three was tennis. Group four, climbing archery and darts. Group five was football. Group six, soccer. Seven had basketball. Eight had combined football kick at the lighthouse. Nine had softball, 10 basketball, and 11 had handball. Then we had round 11 at 11.15 a.m. Group one had combined soccer kick. Group two had basketball. Three had softball. Four and five had cross country. Six had handball, seven soccer, eight combined baseball throw, nine basketball, 10 volleyball, and 11 had tennis. Then there was some team time, a staff bike race at uh, 12.55, and then silent lunch, at which Anna Miller handed out the theme for the impromptu skit. 1.30, we had another Super Bob. That means 10 of them. And then 2 p.m. was the General's Challenge. They literally raced in golf carts. This time, it wasn't a joke. There were no Mario costumes. It was for points. The difference between first and second was 0.52 seconds. All comes down to handling. One by the great team. Then staff tennis, more team time, and then staff cross country. There was a lot of team time this afternoon. A lot of prepping with the songs and the skits and the cheers and so on. And then silent dinner. 6 o'clock was another Bob, State Capitals, and then round 9, groups 1, 2, and 3, 
were able to relax and watch. And did, they also did group photos. And then group four had volleyball, five had tennis, six had combined football kick, seven had cross country, eight had soccer, nine had round the bases, 10 had handball, 11 had combined football kick. And then it was the hatchet hunt. It was really, really a big day for all of day four. Third full day of color war. We're going to get to the special, you know, focuses after the break. But in general, it was so wonderful to finally have some cool weather to play sports in. All right. And that's your Blue Sheet Report for today. Day four. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's watching an intercamp, sometimes it's a game of knockout, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy, and those are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. The remarkable Jamie Miller, who you heard on last night's podcast, was the person who really put this schedule together along with course the legendary Griff Michael Griff Griffin who's been around with us forever and ever changes don't happen often but they do happen and a proposal was put forth during the year that maybe we should move the cheers up to the beginning ish or the middle at least of color war so that the boys could do their cheers during the rest of color war which they have been doing since we did it this morning so today they rolled up on the cool relaxing triangle area. I say relaxing because it was so nice and cool this morning. I can't get over how great it felt. And they marched up and they began chanting. And here are the two official cheers for the two teams. Wait, wait, wait. Who's that coming? Here come the Tigers, we got moving up fiercely, we got
I thought this sounded great. I would not have chosen the Beatles myself, but I thought it came out real nice. Both of them were great. And now the boys are literally making the pines shake as they stomp around Camp Coffee for Boys doing these cheers. So that was, that was one of the things that I wanted to tell you all about. And the second is the impromptu skits. This is a very funny competition where they, the boys get a skit a premise. And the premise is that Lewis Lee, who is leaving this year, this is his last year, um, has left no recipes. And so the staff has to figure out, uh, you know, what to do. And Faluke, who's his Padawan learner number two, um, you know, she's got to figure out some recipes. And then there's a bunch of silly characters, including myself, that need to be in the skit. And, you know, they represent us variously. My, I seem to always have a flannel shirt and a backwards hat. They are often very kind with my figure. No pillows stuffed anywhere, which I appreciate, even though it's not accurate anymore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's how that goes. And, and the skits today were really funny. Blue had a really, really funny one that had to do with Nathaniel Cobbesey, the spirit of Cobbesey coming back. And uh, there's always a handful of sayings they have to say. And a famous saying that Lewis has is, ain't nobody dead. And he means by that, it's all good, basically. Like, ain't nobody dead. We can just keep going. That small mistake is no big deal. But in both skits, Nathaniel Cobbesey was pronouncing his own lack of having died because he's a spirit. Anyway, guess you maybe had to be there, but they were great, really funny, and uh, Blue kind of ran away with it. Then there was the hatchet hunt. Just so you understand what the hatchet hunt is, it is this epic scavenger hunt that goes somewhere between six and eight rounds. It's so intense. It's so big. And usually the first three or four clues. So the way it works is if you're a kid in this situation, you, you got your map and you got the clue and Griff stands up and reads the clue and you got to go out and you got to search camp and you're sent there by your superiors to search a certain thing. Like maybe I got to go search this one pine tree or I got to go search under this one bench. And that is somewhere I camp. I run myself out into the night with my flashlight swinging and I go find this bench and I look all over for the hatchet. And all around me, there are boys doing the same thing. So there's waves of searchers that go out, waves and waves. So the first one, maybe there's eight searchers and there's four minutes to search. And over the mic, you hear, you have three minutes remaining. You have two minutes remaining. And then at the end, it's like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, toast, which is one of my favorite parts. So... The clues at the beginning are impossibly hard. Like later when they're reading them out, the kids are groaning and shaking their head like, how could you ever get that one? And so as a result, sometimes the, no one finds the hatchet. Like they're too hard. And sometimes, you know, you find the hatchet at the very end. And sometimes uh, you, you maybe get like halfway through and someone finds it. Or sometimes you just get there and you find it. You just get lucky. Well, what happened today was we do all the normal stuff and the pomp and circumstance and everybody gets up there and I'm on the mic and Dags is on the big mic over all of camp and there's a whole bunch of checker outers, checker enters and there's Griff and then there's Jamie and everybody's sort of running the thing down there. Everybody's ready. They got their shoes on. They got their long sleeve shirts. They got their long pants. They got their headlamps. They got their backwards hats and everyone's vibrating with excitement. Read the first clue. Runners go out. And then Daniel Asrakov comes back after one clue with the hatchet for the blue team. It has only happened twice in, wait for it, 35 years that this has happened. 35 hatchet hunts. Only one other time 
Has anyone got it on the first clue? But it happened tonight. And if you don't mind me making this a little personal, I felt while watching the boys on the great team, like I was watching a version of when the Seahawks were about to win that Super Bowl, and then the Patriots intercepted it on the goal line, and it was just over. That's how that must have felt. Kind of like a decapitation. So that's what happened in the hatch out tonight. Before dinner, or at dinner, the scores, importantly, I should have said this earlier. Boy, did that get interesting. Even more interesting now. After leading for almost two full days, scores at dinner. Gray, 793. Blue, 829. Incredibly close. Like anything could happen. There's a lot of points on the board, including Hatchet Hunt, but lots of others. And, I mean, it's still up for grabs. Then the round happens. I haven't seen the scores of the round, but then Hatchet Hunt goes Blue's direction, so tack on another 20. So Gray probably clawed back some points during the during the round, and then Blue's, Blue's got another 20 on top of that. So without the round, 849 and 793. Not an impossible distance at all. I have seen, in fact, one of these generals come back at almost 100 points down in the last day and win it. So, this is far from over, Cobbacy families. But uh, we got the hatchet was found in a single clue. Hmm. Let's just say that Gray was leaning heavily on the value of sportsmanship this evening. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with good counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.